Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood, and I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from a chilly, but because I love autumn, um, lovely Harlem right now. And I am Seth Rodney. I am a senior editor at Hyperallergic, writing about art and related issues, and the recent author of The Personalization of the Museum Visit, and I'm coming to you from the South Bronx. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and this is episode 99. So next episode wow. is 100, and we're going to do something slightly different for that. Um, and, but we're continuing our discussion of comedy. Um, mm-hmm. And today, Stephen Fullwood is up. Hi, founder Stephen of the Nomadic Fool, Archivist Project. Oh, and, yes. Uh, and uh, Stephen, do you want to introduce us to your comedian? Or, uh, we used to say comedian when we were gendering. Oh, oh yes, we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phyllis mm-hmm. Diller, comedian. Back, back in the dark ages. Very, very <laughs> Phyllis Diller. Um, and so um, mm. initially when we began talking about the humor um, episodes or we would explore it, I love humor and I love different kinds of humor. And it was mm. a struggle to go to figure out like who I would really like hone in on and kind of like share with the audience today. Um, initially, I wanted to do Kristen Wiig because I think Kristen Wiig is kind of like amazing, like a genius, but she's not a stand-up comedian. Mm. So I said, let me just go to the stand-up comedian that way I can just kind of direct people to um, certain clips. So I chose Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford is from Minnesota. She is the comedian's comedian. I think most people may have saw her first on the Comedians of Comedy tour. And the way that these comedians came up with this comedy, um, the name of the tour, this is Zach Galifianakis. um, Mm -hmm. And I forget the other two authors, I mean, two other um, guys' names, but they got the name of it because, uh, let's see, Bernie Mac and I forget some other black comedians. I have no memory today. Um, we're touring under the yeah, kings of comedy. So, right. and initially they were going to call themselves the Martin Luther Kings of comedy. <laughs> they were just, <laughs> you know, Zach Galifianakis is nuts, right? But they come up with comedians of comedy. And so <laughs> she was younger then and, oh, you know, man. they toured the comedian. There's actually a, a documentary about them as well as with other people who joined them on the tour. I ran into her work. I was in D.C. with then my um, fiancé, and we were at a hotel room. We turned on the television, the Comedy Central. And Mm -hmm. this clip that I'm about to tell you about is called Anxiety. And it's something that she's done over, you know, now we've got the Internet, so people have, like, recorded this particular routine a lot. But it's called Anxieties. And one of the things I love about um, Maria Bamford is that she – is so hyper aware of the ways in which things are supposed to be normal. And it gives her a lot of space, mm. not only to make fun of it, but like really kind of sometimes genuinely skewer the process of, say, therapy. Mm-hmm. So she begins mm-hmm. very briefly with, I'm just going to play it right now for you and then we can come back. I was going to see this therapist, therapist. I can't say it properly because I don't take it seriously. I was seeing a therapist, and uh, my therapist told me, Maria, you have a lot of anxiety. She says, Maria, why don't we, why don't we, t- why don't we call those little anxieties gremlins? Let's take the power away from those anxieties. Sing your anxieties alive. Why don't we call those anxieties gremlins? Why don't we just call them anxieties? Would you feel more comfortable with goblins? 
Yes. Well, this is my anxiety song, and I'll leave you at this. Uh, if I keep the ice cube trays filled, no one will die. As long as I clench my fists at odd intervals, then the darkness within me won't force me to do anything inappropriately violent or sexual at dinner parties. As long as I keep humming a tune, I won't turn gay. <laughs> It can't get you if you're singing a song. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the clip. And I think <laughs> what's great about it is that she takes a something that we're all aware of, if we're all aware of what therapy, you know, therapy in some regard is that we're supposed to um, arrest our anxieties and arrest those things mm-hmm. and maybe make a song or write in a journal. And so I love it that she took that, that particular um, kind of therapeutic um, process and just turns it on its head it's dark Mm -hmm. it's funny i love it when she goes you know i i um if i squeeze the rapist yes (laughs) she starts out go i went to the therapist the rapist and it's the same word i love it and she goes because i don't i don't take it seriously you know and so she can rip through several different voices in one routine Mm -hmm. at you know rapid speed you know why don't we call those anxieties gremlins well, why don't we just call them anxieties? <laughs> Would you, goblins be okay? You know, uh, I'm not winning here. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know. And then she sings that song, and I, I my Larry and I at that time, my uh, former fiance, good friend of mine now, we were listening mm-hmm. and going, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" So I think this is 2006 or seven, and I just became a mm-hmm. fan of hers after that, and just followed mm-hmm. her. What mm-hmm. she does with mental illness in her work is so profoundly. Um, we talked about Louis C.K. being sort of brave in his work. I think that she's mm-hmm. exceptionally brave in her work, and mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure she had conversations with her family because she brings her family into it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how did you guys um, receive the Maria Bamford experience? Mm. Uh, so, well, one, I, I have something to say when we get to the other clip that you, I mean, something that I thought about, but it, it applies to this clip too. I, mm-hmm. One of the things, so, and you'd, you'd drawn the parallel with Lucy K. Mm-hmm. Uh, her comedy is really smart as in, in its sensitivity to, to the comedy of both persona a persona i guess in in the mm-hmm. bit right so her yeah. the, the 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 person under analysis is like funny and being made fun of as is the therapist yes. mm-hmm. as is the mm-hmm. therapeutic process mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. right. there's this sort of mm-hmm. like triple masking or unmasking mm-hmm. or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it that's happening yes. in mm-hmm. the routine mm-hmm. that just made yes. just, like you could so in the last podcast we talked about like comedy that for me didn't age quite as well mm-hmm. but i feel mm-hmm. like and i actually think that might be true of jim jeffries too i think it's possible that we won't age quite as well because once we pass this political moment but but for bamford's comedy like it's mm-hmm. it works in a self-contained way that is mm. uh, immediately familiar and clever um, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, and intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, yes. I, uh, I thought that I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm su- impressed by how quickly she gets there. There's a kind of concision that mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. you only yeah, get from really practiced comics. So I mean, most of the stuff that we've already listened to is several minutes long. And the stuff that I'm going to have on my se- section of this podcast run 
is also seven, several minutes long. But here she just mm-hmm. gets to it in like a minute, <laughs> like, nine yeah. seconds. Like she it just is. cuts yeah. through to the quick. And it's kind of astonishing that mm-hmm. she has such a, a, a clear grasp of all those things that you just mentioned, Travis, that are working together, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 uh, uh, the analysand and the analyst and the whole therapeutic yes. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I love that. And I think that that quickness, I mean, it has something to do with she's she's relying on you to know and to be aware of certain things, like all comedians, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're the one mm-hmm. that's making the joke work. You know, you're bringing in your sensibility. Of course, yeah, um, yeah. And so when I watch her, like there are things that I find. I think she's a great storyteller, even though I'm not mm-hmm. playing the clip. The um, this is not happening clip the with her ward. in the psych ward. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it it streams together a lot of the um, clips that I've seen before. But it goes even darker in some places, and you know, mm-hmm. you know the the um, the opening sort of, I guess, you know, the preview of that clip. She's talking about she. The, there's a woman that knows her, and she goes, "Hey, I know you." She's in the psych ward, and she goes, "Hey, you know," but I would never tell anybody, you know, you know, you got. And she's like, you know, I'm in county slippers that are not my own. <laughs> you know, you could tell yeah. whoever the fuck you yeah. want because all is lost. And so there's this moment and I really didn't land it the way I wanted it to, but it's this idea that, you know, be ashamed, you know, or I'll keep your confidence, you know, no worries or whatever. And like, I don't care. I'm in a fucking county yeah. war. I've had a breakdown, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And the least of my worries right now you is want. you telling yeah. people on me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, you know what? And you know what? Uh, the, the, sorry. I just, I was thinking about that, the, that bit where she says, you know, talking about keeping the darkness that's within herself, like yes. down, right? Um, um, by yes. doing these ridiculous sort of OCD actions. Um, so right. that she doesn't act inappropriately violent or sexual, sexual. at dinner, uh, sexually at dinner parties. <laughs> and she made the thing, the hand Jeff gestures. Has- I love that too. <laughs> the hand gestures are very funny. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> but you know, it made me, it made me think of that incident, which I think y'all probably know about, which is for a while people were speculating, trying to figure out who it was that had bit Beyonce in the face. Like yeah. at mm-hmm. some public event, like someone bit her. I don't, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So someone, yeah. I didn't actually know this. Okay. So yeah, someone, yeah, someone bit, bit her. And okay. I think it was in the face at like okay. some public event. And for a while, people were like speculate, who could it be? I don't know why there weren't cameras there. Cause I figure cameras are on Beyonce 24 seven, but yeah, <clears> absolutely. Apparently, yeah, apparently it ended, it was Sanaa Latham, Correct. who was a, 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 a woman who, uh, who an actress uh, maybe I should say actor. An actor who was quite big in the 90s, did a, did several films, and then uh, kind of faded out. Mm-hmm. And she apparently was high on something. I, who knows what? I don't know what. But I, it just that's that darkness, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, like something was mm-hmm. in her thinking... I don't know what she was thinking, but I something need to eat her- this bitch. Is what she's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna she take a shot at Beyonce. That's okay. the darkness that you, the inappropriate parts you want to keep yeah. stuff Fair. way, 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 way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a snack. Snack on Beyonce. And when you yeah. hear about those things like Martin Lawrence running out in the traffic, ah, 
you know, in his yeah, underwear. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Like yeah. these breaks. People, I think that's why people look at celebrities or look at um, people with a name in the street and wait kind of for those moments. Are kind of right. excited. They circulate quicker than any good news about anybody. You know, yeah. did you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. such and such past? You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I would like to encourage the listeners. We're not going to listen to the clip, but to to check out the the psych the Maria Bamford psych word clip. Uh, I, I like I love the intro actually too, where you see this like skinny guy getting yeah. ready to mud wrestle yes. this like little petite blonde woman, and then a very similar looking like hulking blonde woman jumps in front of her and then just like brutalizes. And I I thought like it's also a very smart little skit because Mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like she substituted in like you know a giant man to beat this guy up it's like Mm -hmm. it's another very similar looking Mm -hmm. so like you think so this is bamford what i read is is Mm -hmm. uh is giving you a read on herself like oh you think oh here's this like very high voice sweet petite woman that you're speaking to Mm -hmm. but but in reality like inside that's right inside (laughs) is like the hulk and she's gonna like destroy you she you know that's a great read because i just find her intellect and her her and her yeah, level yeah. of envi- envisioning a, a skit and how what would be funny about it what would be cringy funny <laughs> and then what would be dark like my voice is sort of like this but hi then she does all yeah. these other voices and i'm like uh-huh. oh she's she's in the room she's 360 she's everywhere here and i love that about a yeah. comedian love yeah. it about a comedian yeah so, the second yeah. um yeah. Oh, so can we, mm-hmm. go, no go ahead Stephen. you were gonna say the second oh also i wanted to introduce the second um clip that we have is called cults and in it, um, there's no video. There's just Maria Bamford doing this, you know, a still from a skit where she's talking about how wild it is. It's never wild to be in an office when you're a temp. And they go, oh, it's kind of crazy around mm-hmm. here. She goes, it's not really crazy. And she goes, so she does something she would really like. She says, you know, she says, hi, I'm such and such. I'm the rabbit. And, you know, um, if you can get back before the quickening. And no, no, no. They're just scrabbling around for this or whatever. So she's very, like... This isn't really happening the way people think it's happening. It's not a crazy office. So that's the um, the image. But then, well, here's, without further ado, here's Colts. Sometimes I get kind of a bad attitude at work. Stop being a team player. Remember one day, one day I was uh, sitting in the employee kitchen drinking non-dairy creamer straight from the carton. <laughs> and a girlfriend, she came up to me and she said, Hey, Maria, I've been taking this class that's really changed my life. Would you like to come tonight? It's at 7.30 p.m. at the Doubletree Santa Monica. There's no obligation, and it's free. Sure, I'll join your cult. (laughs) Always wanted to be in one, you know? Get to wear a uniform, you have any major life questions, check the manual. There is a God, there is a plan, and the spaceship is I went. They sat me down with the guru. She said, uh, Maria, what's something you want to make manifest in your life? Like a new car. <laughs> what do you really want? A new, new car? <laughs> what do you really want? Toyota 4Runner SR5 Limited Leather. <laughs> that, that, run, that runs on dreams and starlight. She got mad at me, 
because I didn't have the cash for the brainwash weekend. Ray, let's think of all the ways we can get $495 tonight. Do you have a charge card? Nope. Do you have something you could sell? I bet my soul might be worth something. Is there, is there anyone you could borrow it from? Oh man, if you could spot me. <laughs> Maria, what are you afraid of? Bears. What are you afraid of? The North American grizzly. What are you afraid of? God, it's, it's weird because I'm, I'm most afraid of being sucked into a crazy, creeping cult. Why? Why am I so afraid? So... Very succinct, very to the point. And she does several things mm. that I love here because I love cults, right? I love reading mm. about cults. I'll just go down a rabbit hole for mm. why yeah. would someone go to a cult and hear the defectors and all of that. Mm. And so mm-hmm. with her, mm-hmm. when the woman approaches her and says, you know, there's no obligation. You know, it's just a double tree hotel. <laughs> there's this nice pause, <laughs> and it's free. this lovely pause. Yeah. Yeah, and it's free, no obligation. <laughs> sure, I'll join your cult. That's everything else after that is just gold. It's just like, thank you. Because she's skipping over the indoctrination process. You're like, sure, I'll do right. your code. Let me, you know, there's right. more agency in that joke. And by the time she gets right. to, what do you really want? A, a, a car? Like, <laughs> you're supposed to be saying something sort of deep and, you know, I want peace right. and I want love. And right. it's all. Like right. she, she's good. You know, we can check the manual <laughs> for how you're supposed to look. You know, everything's <laughs> answered already, and I just love it the way that she's exploding that that out. You know, mm-hmm. and how many ways mm-hmm. can we get money? You know, such and such. And she's like, I bet my soul could get money tonight. Yeah, right. what? Are, well, let's find the ways you can get some money tonight. Right. I bet yeah. my soul would cost something. You know, I'm just like, yes, yes. Hmm? I just like her specificity because what she does is she gives you a trail of breadcrumbs, right? Yeah. She says, you know, the Double Tree Hotel. So mm-hmm. she's super specific, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And then she says, $495 tonight. <laughs> yes. You know, that's super specific. Yeah, yeah. it is very So specific. she's giving you like little bits and pieces that make you think like it's not just a fantasy that she's weaving uh, 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 out of the ether that this mm-hmm. is like some shit right. that actually happens to people has happened to her maybe um, mm-hmm. that that works for me yeah I, was, I had mentioned I had remarked earlier when we were doing the earlier clip that so in that guru part like she's again making fun of things at so many levels right so yes. there's there's obviously the level on which she's making fun of the cult itself but right. clearly she's also making fun of her attendance at the cult (laughs) and her desire to be there and how of course she's also looking for answers like everyone else and is totally lost and fucked up and doesn't know what to do right and i mean it's operating on multiple levels at the Mm -hmm. same time and which uh, which i think uh seth's description of concision is exactly Mm -hmm. right i mean she's Mm -hmm. just a very like a guided missile just like Mm -hmm. she's a guided Mm -hmm. missile with compassion like a lot of her, yeah, clearly, yeah, for lots sure. Lots of compassion yeah. for people, and once you see, like, even the sort of the trajectory of her career from the mid two um, thousands till now, 
there's even more of a commitment to the kinds of things that make her comedy work that that multi-layered the, the joke is there but there are all these jokes along the way to that joke you know um mm-hmm. but she's uh, compassion has always been a larger part of what she's doing but also kind of like i'm vulnerable here and that vulnerability to talk mm-hmm. about her diagnosis um and just to clarify a few things and so one of her comedy routines she actually just films it in her house to her parents that's it it's uh-huh. called the special 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 and that's all her parents are in the crowd. <laughs> and she goes, I see there's a loving couple in the audience tonight. And, you know, they're the only people in the audience tonight. Very funny <laughs> sort of tropes that you oh, get. That's hilarious. From, you know, and she's like, the only people I really want to please anywhere are my parents. You know, so let me just. Wow. And it's free to, uh, she says, free to perform in your own house. I don't know if you guys know that. And so mm. I, mm. I rec- highly recommend her. She gets me going a lot. And she helps me think through. um why it is that non-mean comedy, like mean comedy eh, is mean after a while. And sometimes that's its only objective is to be mean. And I think that right. she's like, oh, no, no, there, there's so many ways to talk about people and things where you're still holding them. And so I really kind of mm. like that, right? And, mm. and so she, she, I go to her a lot, you know, for her work. So That's a really fascinating aspect of a work that I would not have grokked if you hadn't just said it, Stephen. I didn't think about her not being a mean comedian because I do think, I think because so much of the comedy that I laugh at does tend to be mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I think it's mean 360. So I don't think yeah, that right. that's, you know, it's just, it's just as often mean about my own life. I mean, like the anecdote I gave a couple of episodes back about being in Toronto and saying that thing to the First Nations person who was on the, mm-hmm. on the sidewalk drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I right. didn't say it to him. I said it to my, my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but making what you say about making a space to hold people mm-hmm. so that you are not just uh, – basically what you're, what you're also saying is hold them, not denigrate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that about my people, you know, people in general that can tell really super funny jokes, you know, mm. that aren't, we're the right ones. You know, right. I have a hard time with anyone who's right. <laughs> yeah. I just like, you have a perspective and maybe you do have some things that are right, but always right or you that know, position, yeah. that position just, um, eh. But you did like, but you did, we were talking about, you did. You do mm-hmm. like the roast, right, of, of Ann Coulter. I mean, there's probably a way in which there, there's probably not oh, a lot no. of holding of Ann Coulter no, it's, in that. No, and I completely. And so I was going to say to trap, uh, to stuff earlier, I like some mean comedians too. And I like to see people get their comeuppance. Yeah. Absolutely. But right. my most, right. my, my, yeah. my gesture and my interest is largely in the holding, you know, yeah. personally mm-hmm. and, you know, and in the work. Mm hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that commitment. I mean, mm-hmm. in that, I mean, it's funny. I, it's not funny. That's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, compelling to me that that you go to comedy for that kind of experience. Mm. Um, I haven't really thought about. I certainly thought about why I think certain things are funny, um, but uh-huh. I haven't really thought about how. I might use or engage with stand-up comedy. Like I don't, I don't really think of it as a tool in my toolbox. I think oh, of it more okay. as just like, oh, I want to see something. And oh, so I okay. actually, I actually appreciate that that you um, 
you have some intention behind why you engage with the comedians that you engage with and what you get out mm. of that. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, because it's such a potent activity, right? Laughter is mm-hmm. uh, is revealing, right? It I mean, is. not just about the community, but obviously ourselves. And it, it goes in faster, I think, than when you're trying to make a point sometimes. I think it has an easier mm. way to get in. And it may be in your house mm-hmm. before you know it. And then you have to think about something. And maybe in a way that mm-hmm. you didn't have to if someone just directly said, Trump is horrible, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, no nuance, you know. But I think of like Zach Galifianakis, like he's a trickster, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the movies, definitely between two ferns. But everybody's in mm-hmm. on the joke. So you know that he's not insulting mm-hmm. these people, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still mm-hmm. that moment. Like he he's good to me. He's also very good. So so I think this is why, and I here I'm what's coming to mind is a com- is something that Travis said a few weeks back about why I think Travis, you said you dislike mm-hmm. Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you, you've hit it on the head, Stephen, in that Bill the problem with Bill Maher is that he always whether he's punching up or down, he's always punching. He's mm-hmm. always like Bill always. Maher. That's what he does. He's a pugilist. He just yeah, punches yeah, people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well said. And there's mm-hmm. very little in his humor that is generous or self-aware or does the kind of things that Maria Bamford does, where he's like looking to take apart some sort of institution or some sort of process or practice mm-hmm. and look at it, where mm-hmm. she's like really is dissembling things to look at them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that, now that makes sense. I was mm-hmm. I I not always wonder because I don't really think about Belmar much much, but mm-hmm. I have at times thought, why is it that I dislike him so much? Mm-hmm. And now I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, not to to gum up the works with Bill Moore, but I had watched be, again, what draws me back to the show are the variety of guests that he has, and I want to give him props mm-hmm. for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. He, uh, he was doing his after show, and he was making a point about anti-vaxxers or being not, not uh, beating up on them, but being open to the fact that the scientific community doesn't have all the answers, etc., which is, of course, true, mm-hmm. but the way, he was, the way he was going about it, I had a problem with. Anyway, he made a point, and the audience did not respond. The, uh, the, the applause was scattered. Okay. And he looks at the audience, he's like, or for all the rest of you sheep that didn't think that was funny. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, okay. Like pause, (laughs) just like just because the Mm -hmm. audience did not give you the response that you were looking for, does not mean that was the audience's fault, asshole. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, really, like he's he's pretty. He's a dislikable. Um, person on his show. Mm. I don't know, and and maybe in in person he might be different. Don't know, but. yeah, hard to like him. It's hard to like him because again, he's he's not vulnerable. He's 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so um are there you know so you when you said what do you remember the routine when you first heard Maria Bamford was it the anxiety routine that you first It was first anxiety. Heard? That was the first. It was the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Well, that's a great intro. Yeah, so. it was it's, okay. it's still it was something that I carried around for me for a while. Before I was able to find it again to start sending it to people because I said, here, this is this is what I like. Right. And mm-hmm. why I like it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered more of her work. I bought a few of her, um, you know, her um, movies. And then she also appeared on Arrested Development 
and the uh, who was she on the the new the reboot or the original? So there are two reboots. It's really weird. So and then oh yeah, a remix. first or second reboot? I know. Actually, so the first yeah. reboot, she actually plays um, a woman who is an actress but addicted to drugs, and she's trying to get off okay. drugs. And she and David Cross okay. have hilarious interaction. She's pretty good at that. Uh-huh. But she also had a TV. I just looked on the internet um, before this podcast, and she also had. The super deluxe um, series where she plays everyone in her family. And the premise of the show is it's called The Mira Bamford Show. The premise is that she um, she has a breakdown, moves back to Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota, and then she plays her family trying to help her or, you know, and it's odd. She plays her mom, her dad, her sister and various characters in an office recommended highly. She's mm-hmm. she's just so good. At okay. It. Very good at it. And so, yeah, she's awesome sauce. Um, all right. Well, I feel like we're, uh, I feel like we're winding down. Um, Steph, mm-hmm. do you have anything you want to, I mean, we can talk about what you're going to do next. But. No, actually, I mean, we can just talk about the, my, uh, my favorite clip when we get to it. But I want to say that I too want a Toyota 4Runner that runs <laughs> and, star- and, and Starlight. Star- yes. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Starlight. <laughs> 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 What do you really want, Seth? Yes. What do you really want? (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome, Seth. So, thanks. All right. All right, my friends. As always, a great conversation. uh, Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Okay, take care.